You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wentland, Episode 2, Exploring Locus of Control. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership-related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also, as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here, because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons, and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Today, we're going to talk about control. This is going to be fun. All right. So first thing you need to do is if you happen to have one handy, grab a writing utensil and then grab a piece of paper. I know some of you don't have one. Maybe you're exercising or walking or driving. So just draw a big circle in your head. How's that? All right. So now I'm going to ask you to think about the level of control that you have in any given day. You're going to put two numbers, one inside the circle and one outside the circle. And it it is really about thinking how much control do you have over your day. So the one inside the circle is you have this much control over your day. Think about work. And then the outside is how much you don't have control over. Now, in addition to the artistry of drawing the circle, there is also going to be math involved in this activity because the two numbers are going to add up to 100%. All right, go ahead. Got it? So what I'm wondering about is which of those numbers is higher? Is it higher inside the circle or is it higher outside the circle? And why does that even matter? I am so glad you asked. Because this is about a concept developed by Julian Rotter back in the 50s. And within psychology, this is called locus of control, and it's actually considered to be an important part of our personality. But locus of control is the degree to which people believe that they, as opposed to external forces, have control over the outcome in their lives. So if you tend to have a higher number inside the circle, you may have an inter- more of an internal locus of control. Someone who thinks, I have the ability to do whatever I want with my day, right? Regardless of who interrupts me or what I have going on, I still have control. Some people who have the higher number outside feel like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I got these, you know, I got people calling me, I got employees, I got customers or clients or whatever it might be, and I just don't have any control over that. 
The reason for you to be aware of this is because this impacts our ability to feel empowered. So the more we are likely to have, or the more we have an internal locus of control, the more we feel like we can take action. Of course, if we have a super high internal locus of control, that can also be stressful because we may be thinking, oh my gosh, I should have done this. I could have done that. And then we might beat ourselves up over not doing enough or not making enough decisions or changes or whatever it might be. So both of them, both of the extremes can cause us stress. But what I really want to talk about today is trying to find a little bit more on the internal locus of control, trying to gravitate more towards that, not strolling way to the far end where we get super stressed out, but with enough that we feel like we can take action under stress. Because if you're stressed or overwhelmed, then the more external locus of control you have, the may you the more you may feel like there's nothing I can do about it. In fact, if you've ever said that or thought that, like, ugh, it's just the way it is, or there's nothing I can do about it anyway, or my personal worst favorite, it is what it is. All of those things really keep us stuck and keep us in stress. And the challenge with that is if we are in and under stress, that means our capacity and our capabilities are reduced because of all the stress hormones that are in play, all of the things that happen when we are in constant overdrive from a stress perspective is our body's consistently ready for fight and flight, and it doesn't know how to relax. And chances are, you know, our our body is a beautiful thing because it does this all for us. We don't even have to tell it like, hey, yo, body, give me some adrenaline or release a, a little bit of cortisol or whatever it might be. All those stress hormones just happen automatically. But that and that going on and on compromises our mental health. How in the world can we manage our teams give them the kind of care and attention they need or our employees are not only our employees but our clients our customers when we aren't giving ourselves the care that we need it's about putting our oxygen masks on first right that's what we used to get to do <laughs> when we used to get to travel all right so i want you right now to think of something that is stressful in your life I know, funny, right? Just one thing. But think about one thing for the purposes of this podcast, because I want you to stroll into the inner circle of the locus of control. And we're going to try to uh, create some action and take some action to reduce that stress. All right. What I want to introduce with you are four ways that we can action uh, our stress, make it actionable. And that's really what we want to do. And cool, they all start with an A. Now, someone developed these four A's, but I can't find the original source of it. But I've been using this for many years, and it's helped me a lot. And frankly, it's helped a lot of other leaders as well. So I think it's going to be beneficial for you. So hang in there with me. Think about the thing that is stressing you the most right now. The first A is to avoid. I know we can't avoid work. I know there's some people that we literally can't avoid that we'd love to avoid. But you know what? There are some times that we can legit avoid people who are maybe 
really negative. We can avoid um, situations that we put ourselves in that may not be helpful. I think about all the meetings I used to attend and um, and things I could have avoided, but I didn't because I thought maybe I'll miss something. And she, you know, sometimes I I would have, but a lot of times I wouldn't have. And it would have been better to just say no to some things that weren't serving me well or that weren't adding value to my ability to be a good leader. So think about: Can you avoid? Can you say no, or can you? avoid some people or some situations. The second is to alter. Alter means you are asking other people to change, right? And for us as managers, if you have direct reports, it's easier to give them feedback and ask them to change. I say easy with like quotation marks around it because it's never easy to really give people feedback. But when we have that kind of power, it is easier If we have to alter someone else's behavior, like a boss or colleague, that's much more difficult to do. But we can certainly ask. The worst that could happen is nothing, (laughs) which means we're no more stressed out than we were, you know, two minutes ago. The other thing we could do to alter a situation or relationship is by having good boundaries. So altering our boundaries around people and situations and negotiating on things that we will or will not do is a way to change our own behavior and put some parameters around things that cause us stress. The third A is to accept. I know there's the old serenity prayer. I don't know exactly how it goes, but I'm sure you know what the one that is, uh, it talks about having the wisdom to change the things you can, um, the things that you can't control and the wisdom to know the difference, something it's, of course, much more eloquent than that. But sometimes we have to let go, right? We have to let go and accept that some things are the way they are. I remember even changing my beliefs as a first-time manager, I believed that everybody had the same strong work ethic that I did. I was raised with that kind of belief that you get up and you just work hard, right? And I thought, well, everybody does that, don't they? And in a shocking plot twist, that didn't happen. How weird. Another way that we can accept is to forgive. There is a great book about forgiveness, and I came across this many, many years ago. It's by uh, Dr. Fred Luskin, and it's called Forgive for Good. What a great practice is to release some of the stress that we may have by not forgiving others or, you know what, not forgiving ourselves. Sometimes we make mistakes and all those mistakes that you made made you who you are today, right? So thinking of mistakes as an opportunity to learn and then just letting them go, giving yourself the grace and compassion is a fantastic practice. The last A is to adapt. Adapting means that we can start thinking different thoughts, thinking about something that is stressful. How can we choose new thoughts? For those of you that have a high internal locus of control, you probably are pretty good at reframing this. What can I do? How can I make this better? What difference can I uh, make? What decision can I make? What action can I take? 
And this is the ability to kind of look at the bigger picture and put something into perspective. You know that your brain is always scanning for danger. It does that to protect us. But what that means is we have a lot of negative thoughts in our head that cause us stress. But we can adapt by changing the voices in our heads and changing those negative, negative um, things that our brain tell us. We don't actually have to believe them. So when our brain says, oh my gosh, if you give this person feedback, they're going to get really ticked at you or they may cry or it's going to be out of control. You know what? You don't have to believe that thought. You can alter and reframe your thought to say something new like, I have the ability to control how I give the feedback, and regardless of how that person responds, I'm going to be able to handle it. That's a way of reframing, and that allows us to really focus on action. Another way we can adapt is focusing on gratitude, because again, there's so much negative going on in our brain. Focusing on gratitude is a great practice because it allows us to see the good and helps us to focus on that. So four strategies to manage our stress, avoid, alter, accept, and adapt. And the cool part about this is you could use one or more strategies for the stress situation that you wrote down. So this is all important to you knowing your locus of control, because we do have an orientation one way or another. And if you have that external locus of control, you want to start nudging yourself gently (laughs) into having more, a higher, more of a high internal locus of control, because that will prompt you towards action. And action will help you overcome some of the challenges that you're facing and the stress that you're facing. Knowing that you, can, if you only minimally change your mindset, it's going to give you more confidence and it's going to li- eliminate some of the negative consequences of the stress that you're experiencing. So how to make this all actionable? Here are three seeds I would like to plant in your mind. One is pay attention to your locus of control. You can go out and actually Google a free assessment, although admittedly now that you Um, understand the concept, you may be a little bit more biased. But write something down then. Number two is write something down that you're stressed about. And then number three, look at those four A's and decide what actions you can take. So decide on purpose that you are going to take action, that you can take action. Don't get all bent out of shape trying to find the most perfect solution because you know what? There isn't one. There is just action. And action moves us forward. Inaction keeps us stuck and it takes away our power. That's what causes our stress, our overwhelm, our anxiety is when we don't feel empowered to move forward. Good luck on this journey and on exploring your locus of control, but also your team. What a fun activity to do in a staff meeting, exploring locus of control, talking about it, and then talking and tying it to stress and how people can take action on the things that are most stressful for them. These two concepts together of locus of control and stress strategies together 
It's a beautiful garden of learning happiness. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you liked what you heard, please feel free to share this podcast with others. Just know that I'll be coming to you every Tuesday with another little seed of intentional learning.